Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The year is 2020, and we are mid-coronavirus crisis right now. People are sat at home, they're bored, they're anxious, and in some cases, they're alone. The answer to this, very simply, is community. It's in these moments we need to band together and support one another. But with more and more corporations taking the word community and attempting to use it as their own, what does that word really, really mean these days? And does good intentions really match up to the real meaning of the word community for marketers? I'm Richard Wood. I run the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around about 18 years now, um, and I'm a massive believer in that people should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating people as leads and kind of numbers in a spreadsheet anymore. I'm Joe Glover. I'm the founder of the Marketing Meetup. It's a community of 14,000 marketers around the UK and established very much on the basis of looking after each other and uh, just looking at marketing in, in a way where the humans come first. What does community really mean these days? Can it be leveraged? Can we leverage it with meaning? And how are corporations using it for their ends? And what does it actually mean for marketers? So in this episode, we're going to discuss community, how marketers use community, and what community means for us as society as a whole. So, Joe, like, we'll, we'll start off with you. Like, community is something very dear to your heart. You've built an, like, an entire business around community and bringing people together. So like, what does community mean for you? It's, you're right, I have, and, and it's, it's absolutely central to everything we do. And I've seen an upsurge of the word in, in the past couple of years. I'd like to say that we did it first, you know, four o years. OG ago. community. <laughs> OG community. <laughs> um, for me, it's, it's, a, it's a group of people who um, come together, have a shared common interest or, or set of values. They come together with the intention of helping one another, lifting each other up not necessarily physically but you know like lifting each other and, and their spirits and, and helping them and also just being stronger than they would be alone and i think particularly in in the place where we are right now where there are folks at home alone where there are people who are not necessarily surrounded by human to human contact that kind of that feeling of of banding together and being stronger than we would be by ourselves is really, really relevant because there's an awful lot of people who are by themselves right now. So when I think about community, I just think about that that gathering of, of people. And I used to think about it in a very sort of physical sense. You know, my events were like bringing people together, 100 people at a time and saying, here we are, let's chat, let's, let's have a shared experience. 
But actually over these past few weeks, my experience has been that that can be very much done virtually. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be done with a, a direct communication. If you think about these folks that are dropping off supplies for their elderly neighbors and stuff like that, um, that's an example of community in action. So generally speaking, I, I think about community, I think about people who are, as I say, helping each other be stronger than they are by themselves, lifting each other up and supporting each other. So that the, the sum is greater than the part. Absolutely, 100%. You know, it, it's, it's one of these things that I, I think it's a very meaningful and, and quite a pure concept in a sense, because there's a sense of, without meaning to sort of encourage groupthink or, or all that kind of stuff, it's, it's in a community, you've all come together for a common purpose and you as an individual matter less than the group necessarily your your interest is put behind the interest of the group and, and generally getting better together so when i sort of see and this is something that i think we'll we'll discuss a little bit more is that i'm seeing more and more people speak about community in a corporate context and it's something that's just really interesting to me because i think the intention of community is that people really really care about it that people take part of their community and, and make it part of their personality. It goes back to sort of like in groups and out groups, if you're sort of speaking about like the psychological stuff. But I don't know how many people really resonate with corporates in that kind of way, which is really, really interesting. So it almost feels like when when you hear kind of corporate kind of uh, big companies talking about community, they've almost transposed what they used to talk about where followers and kind of like engagement, it, it's the new kind of buzzword of, of basically people that they want following their brand and being aware and they're going to tie them all together into community. And I think there's some, there are some great companies who are, who have built some incredible communities. And again, like particularly in the SaaS world, mm-hmm. They have done some great jobs of tying people together and building it around learning and education and helping each other improve. But I do get the feeling sometimes there's a there's an element of kind of how how can we corral these people into being followers of what we want them to do rather than it being a general community. Because for me, community is 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 at its best when you have people putting in at all levels rather than it being almost like a state sponsored group. And I think that's where communities have the the biggest impact. And like, and we mentioned it on our last uh, episode where we were talking about um, my my neighbourhood started a WhatsApp group, and that that WhatsApp group has now become a community. And we we live in a physical community, but I'd never spoken to any of them. So it's taken taking that that element of digital to kind of reinvent our physical community and now we have people so uh, yesterday i took milk to somebody who was self-isolating um and like we there's a now a google spreadsheet listing who's isolating who's quarantined and who can still help them and it's although one of one of the whatsapp messages the other day was um uh, somebody saying what's this tiktok i hear it's for the kids and i was like i'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna get into that so <laughs> amazing that is so funny i mean that that's very organized i mean like this conversation aside that is incredible (laughs) oh yeah that that was not me like i was just i was just added to it (laughs) that's amazing i mean i I feel like i should go out and and post something through people's doors right now and and sort of say we should do the same that's really impressive or you know what they say like if if you can't spot the asshole in the room you're the asshole (laughs) so maybe maybe there is a group and you've not been invited yet (laughs) (laughs) in fact that's almost inevitably it (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
um but how does i mean it's quite interesting actually so like that community didn't exist for you before but now you're part of it how does that how without means get too deep into it how does that make you feel i mean what's your experience of that do you know what it's um it's not a word I'd use often, but it's kind of uh, it's quite touching that there's there's that kind of uh, kind of love and support for each other within the community, um, and like the the way that it started is two women came from like one of the other houses and uh, were knocking on doors saying, hey, like we would love to like pull this group together. Would you be up for joining? Like, what's your phone number? So and the the kind of the skeptical Brit in me from the beginning was like, hang on, there's a scam here somewhere. <laughs> so um, it's it's been great to see because I think that kind of element, when everybody is scared and vulnerable, that element of community brings something that's kind of fairly inspiring mm. um, to see. And I think that's that's powerful in itself. And I think when you bring that back to a, a marketing context, so what you do is you bring together marketers without stealing your thunder you bring together marketers and those marketers have the opportunity to hear from expert speakers um, and there are discussion topics and then they have the ability to talk together with each other and network and i think that that experience helps them grow and um and develop and kind of expand where they are as marketers and that for me is an incredibly powerful thing to be able to offer a group of people. And I think you're empowering people to have a voice in that community as well. And I think that's, that's an incredible thing to be able to offer. But I mean, like, again, uh, the, the skeptical Brit in me as well is we also have the flip side of community and you, you touched on it before where you were talking about group thing. Mm-hmm. And I think we also have to be aware of that you can often end up with a, an echo chamber of people talking around like that you've got shared views and then those views become uh, uh, like uh, to the detriment of external views or and I think. We've seen that an awful lot on social. So particularly with Facebook, with there's some like, and obviously Facebook have been trying to deal with that, and they've they've paid the price, not just kind of financially, but also morally and in terms of like hemorrhaging users and all that and brand and all that kind of stuff. But I think how how do we combat that? Like how do you go all in and become part of a community, but still? be aware of the wider community like how is that possible i think it's about identifying on on several different levels so just because i'm a member of the marketing meetup community doesn't mean that i can also not be a member of the manchester united community you know which doesn't also mean that i can't be a member of the british community the european community the global community you know and it goes on levels one of the things that you know this is going back to my gcse psychology you know but you know when we identify as an in-group then we take on the values the the feelings the tropes the the cultural icons of a community of a group of people that you recognize with and the implication is that you actually try to do down or, or detriment the outer community the people that are outside of your community because you want to increase the status of your own so really the ambition right now is to make sure that the community feels as big as it can as you know and this is kind of why stuff when britain was tearing itself apart during the brexit and stuff like that was so 
bad, you know, because you've got two camps, you've got the Remain Remainers and the Leavers, and they had lots of shared values on politics, so they all came together, but they may have been very different folks in other different ways. So really the feeling for me right now is that we need to try and create this, this huge community as, as big as we can. And to bring that back into marketing, right now, it feels like we should have the easiest opportunity of our lives to be great marketers to create community for people just to come together and, 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 and meet one another. The reason being is that we've got an ultimate sense of empathy. Everyone, I don't care whether you're the queen or whether you're on the streets, is feeling some sort of source of anxiety right now. They're probably getting moments of pleasure from the odd blue sky. You know, we can all come together into this sort of larger community. And, and that's the opportunity we have right now. So, okay, so, I, and I get it, and I, like, understand how, like, bringing together groups of marketers together mm. and, like, I'm using kind of what you do as an example, yeah. but bringing a group of marketers together, we all have shared views. It means that we're part of a group that we can kind of communicate with. I can do that very easily digitally, and there's shared values and, like, a common drive for knowledge, that kind of stuff. So that, that comes together quite nicely. Mm. Picture me as a a a brand, mm -hmm. uh, like a, a B2B brand, say. So I'm not going to make it easy because the B2C stuff is quite easy <laughs> to pull that together. But yeah. B2B brand, how how do I use a sense of community or how do I help foster a community to help with my overall marketing or growth? Mm -hmm. how, does, how does that fit together? So I'd use the example of... Um, a conversation I had in a previous role where our, our target market was um, heads of e-commerce. So those were the folks that we wanted to reach. Um, ultimately, you know, we wanted to work with them, but we knew that that would be a, a long old process because we were a B2B company. You know, it wasn't going to be a, a, an impulse purchase to start working with us. An example of something that we did was um, we, we wanted to start like a dinner club you know, which would be, we just offered to pay for dinner for a, a bunch of heads of e-commerce. We were the conduit for those folks getting together. But, you know, the, the, the implication was that, you know, eventually they'd learn to associate their community with us too. So I think on a B2B sort of level, you can just say that you don't need a huge community. What you actually need is a group of people who are your target market brought together to show them that you can sort of help them um, and, and then bring them together in, in that kind of way. And I think that can absolutely fulfill sort of business objectives as well by allowing them to share, by allowing them to meet. I mean, do you do any of that kind of stuff? Do your clients speak to each other ever or, or do you ever? So we do a lot of events. So obviously not at the moment. One of our best ways to grow revenue or kind of engage with prospects is to bring prospects together with customers and uh, suppliers we bring them together in events and we will use that as a mechanism to like have them speak to each other and try and try and create a feel of not just community but also like an exclusive club that you are by by working with us or not necessarily working with us by engaging with us you are part of a group so we like none of our events are exclusive they're mm -hmm. open to anybody who wants to come sales marketing your business owner whatever 
then you can come along to one of these events. We will train, like it's normally kind of a, a training element to it or like thought leadership stuff. There is never any sales pitch in it. We don't we don't pitch HubSpot, we don't pitch Drift, we don't pitch Vidyard, we don't pitch our services. We will talk about things like how we can do ABM or how we do inbound or how we do conversational or whatever that process is. But we don't actually kind of, there's no like, here's why you should buy from us type message. By bringing people into that environment, we are mm-hmm. showing them that there's there's value to be had by just associating with us, and we're also like kind of moving them into our I, I wouldn't, bubble is probably the wrong word, but the the mm-hmm. kind of the sphere of influence or engagement that we have, and that that I think is where people get a lot of value from um, networking or mm-hmm. going to events like that, or even like the digi- digital hangouts now as well that stuff has like an intrinsic value to the brand because people start to associate the brand with other people that are at those events as well. So one of the things that we've always tried to do as a company, always try and hit your brand, uh, like I think they call it updating. So like you wanna hit your brand to a brand that is bigger than yours. And for us, that has always been HubSpot. It's been Drift. It's been like the people that we actually, uh, like we help deliver the services. So there's a, there's very much a reason for us to be associating with them, but we will use that association as a way to grow our own community and give us more credibility within that community. And that for us has been incredibly effective. And it's the same way like with, as marketing agencies, we've always, uh, you, you, you talk to a marketing agency, mm-hmm. there will be a pivotal brand at some point that they've brought in. And we refer to them as marquee brands for us. They are the ones that you want. You want their logo um, shouted like mm-hmm. everywhere. You want it um, as part of your proposal pack, all of that kind of stuff. Because those are the ones that will give you that extra credibility and signify to your community or your audience that actually mm-hmm. you are some someone or something that is worth paying mm-hmm. attention to. And that's that's kind of how we use community. We also do one of my favorite things to do as well when we run an event. So say it's a morning um, uh, workshop type event. The night before, we will invite the the speaker, and we will then have a couple of key prospects and a couple of key clients, and we'll all go out for dinner. And again, we won't even talk. We won't talk shop. We won't um, like. There's absolutely no sales pitch. It is literally us hanging out having a couple of glasses of wine and like a a nice dinner and then just kind of being there and engaging and some of those relationships Mm -hmm. i still have and still engage with uh, regularly and we would so some of them like we've never sold anything to like we've never really taken them anywhere as a prospect after that event but so one of them i had coffee with him a couple of weeks ago he's now looking to move on in his role but he wanted to come to me and talk about like what i thought and that's a relationship that i'm not trying to capitalize on but equally i i, I sat down with him had a coffee and kind of gave him my opinion on where he should go and what he should do and he came back to me the following day and said thanks for all that advice and actually I've been thinking about it here is like three people I want to introduce you to because I think you could be a great fit for helping them I'm not even trying to capitalize on that but because because I've tried to I've I've tried to like genuinely help him that stuff (laughs) comes back and this this kind of that links back beautifully segued back to like the whole the whole point in this podcast is like 
I think community is a big part of being human. I, I mean, I'm I'm an introvert. I am I'm quite okay with being locked up in the house at the moment. Like I am struggling a little bit with like getting like with the kids and stuff. But like other than that, I'm okay with it. But that that sense of community, I still have it digitally. I have my work community. We are zooming. We are slacking. We are having group conversations. You and I are doing these mm. um, podcasts. Like I'm having meetings with people, and that's great. Like I have that sense of community and that's for me, community and, and belonging are two very like key pieces in being human. So it makes sense that marketers should be trying to foster this where they can. Mm -hmm. And You know, I guess there's two points here and, and you said that really well. And I think the first point is that often as agency folk, you know, or, or even I mean, particularly in the B2B space, I guess, your sales process will inevitably end up with a whole bunch of people who you've just ended up feeling like they're your mate who sort of said, oh, do you want to you wanna work together? You know, and, and you know, it, there's been a whole lot of, I don't even want to call it work before then, but it's just been a relationship that's built up over the co course of time from a common interest and you just got to know each other and eventually there's been that need. I'm pretty sure that for most B2B companies that word of mouth would probably be considered like one of their most positive sources of new business. Uh, but the reality is that, you know, there's been a whole load of touch points before then, including their events, including that time they sent the white paper, that, that blog that they wrote, you know, all of that stuff has come together to be useful over the course of time. So, so when the person's at the right point of place, they've said, hey, do you want to work together? The second point, which is I think you articulated really well there, was a, an experience of really positive community. And I guess I've got a little bit of a bugbear at the moment, which is that I see the word community everywhere. And I kind of see through it. You know, I, it feels like it's a sham. It feels like it's soulless. I think that's probably like the thing which is really irking me at the moment, which is like, I see that word, but it doesn't have the meaning behind it. It's not a shared interest. It's you share in a co-working space. You know, is that really a, a, a community or is that just a load of self-interested people who have come together because they really like your building? I sort of find when I, ha when I see that mismatch, then that's when I'm like, ah, okay, community's been leveraged wrong here. Do you think that brands can stamp community on something or do you think that has to come in time do, uh, as in kind of do you have to earn that badge so like an example i've i've created a, a newsletter list basically i'm using it as a bit of like a dear diary for me to rant about thoughts on marketing and kind of that kind of stuff um and that i'm sending out weekly and it's um i'm i'm finding it incredibly therapeutic and i'm really enjoying the process and i'm like and i'm encouraging people to it comes from my email address and which i think at some point i may regret because like it's there's there is now a lot of stuff in my inbox but it's um and i'm i'm asking people to respond to the emails and have a direct communication but i would never refer to that as a community because that to me is there's there's one-to-one -one communication i'm not inviting other people to engage with people across mm -hmm. stream mm -hmm. and i think where like quite often i would see um newsletters being promoted as join the community of blah 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 mm -hmm. and i think for me, a, a that's not a community, and B, I don't feel like you can really claim something's a community until you have 
communication that is going not just between two people but across the members as well i think that's where i would start to say okay yeah you have fostered a community there mm-hmm. no you know i think you've nailed it there really with your your second point i would say that there's a slight point of chicken and egg you know sometimes yep. you almost need to put that label on it even if it's not been earned sometimes for people to start considering it as such but for the most part you know, I, I absolutely agree with you. You know, when folks have sort of transcended just communicating with you and start communicating with one another, you know, that starts to feel meaningful. That feels like a meaningful community. So, so who do you think is a brand or business that is getting community right? So it's not actually something that I've experienced firsthand, but it's something that I've seen other people speak about, which is potentially a good sign. And I think it's Microsoft. Um, they seem to have their... Um, Sorry, sorry, something just came off in my throat. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. But like, um, is it, is there a VIP community or or, or something like that? They've they've got a a higher echelon of of folks who kind of uh, basically act as ambassadors for for Microsoft. And and yes, I know it sounds weird, Um, but they are one of the folks that I just come to first where it's like, you know, these folks are really, really proud to be, a member of that that community they use the opportunity to learn they clearly interact with each other a lot on linkedin if my feeds anything to go by and uh you know they get the message out there and and they seem to look to spread the message of microsoft through that sort of evangelism um quite well from what i've seen you know there's even a few of them who i actually like you know so they're not all you know horrible people either at all you know so it's i think in a way i've seen microsoft do that and and that's an example of a large corporation who you wouldn't necessarily associate the word community with but for me i've sort of seen some examples where they've they've just done a really good job i've got to say hats off to them you know i'm I'm speaking off my mac here you know so i'm not (laughs) a fanboy or anything like that you know but it's uh it's true. How about you? I mean, so I like I I am a fanboy, but it's the it's the one that kind of I am most engaged with, and I've seen it kind of expand over the years and kind of change in different iterations. But I think HubSpot has an incredible way of fostering community, mm-hmm. and it does it in different ways. So it has community of of kind of engaged people who are like, communicate with each other across the blogs there used to be inbound.org which was basically like a, a stack overflow type forum with people asking questions and job boards and stuff like that they're kind of revitalizing that but then they they built the whole kind of premise of the inbound methodology into the inbound conference and that became a huge sense of community so every year i go there and i i feel like part of the community part of the group so that's part of it and then you've also got the academy and that academy is yeah it's it's kind of one-way communication with their teaching but the way that they run the academy has a sense of community so you have they invite partners to come and speak um, and deliver courses they have different pro- uh, professors from all over the world and people feeding in so they have they ask the partner community what would you like to hear mm-hmm. and i think that has an element of community behind it that i find quite empowering and then also and again i'm biased because we've we've tried to help them with it in the uk is anamia is drift so they are they are using um, events and a digital online community where and training and 
uh, kind of uh, like uh, online videos and access to the senior management team, they are using that as a way to grow into the um, EMEA space digitally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that sense of community because it's it's got that kind of hype around the brand. People want to be engaged with it. There is multiple levels of communication. So you could so Mark Killens, who's the person who's heading heading that up. He, you can reach out to him on Twitter, LinkedIn. He's in, involved in the the platform that they have the community built on as well. He's at the events, so you have different ways of getting to him. Mm-hmm. But you also have all of the marketers and the people around him, mm-hmm. and you also have the people attending and part of that community, mm-hmm. all speaking cross um, cross pathways. And I think both of those two examples. And yes, we are kind of like Six and Flow. We do work with them um, as partners, so we are heavily biased. But the sense of community that drives both of those, I think, is impressive to see. For sure. And I think that one of the points that you sort of spoke about there is that people are willing to sort of share and, and communicate and, and want to. I've, I've, I've been parts of events before uh, run by corporates who have done exactly the same stuff. They've provided all of the same stuff, which you've just listed, but there's still that sense of competition. You know, there's yeah. still that sense of, I don't want to share, you know, I don't want to speak to you because you might, you might steal from us or, or whatever it may be, you know. So I think there is to come back to the point of whether it needs to be uh, labeled or whether it has to become organic. There is an element of organicness about it, which is that people have to choose to engage with it and choose to engage with it in a in a way which is open and, and sort of giving rather than looking to take and then and then not not give back to the community, so to speak, which I think perhaps is, is one of the most important points and probably the difference between an actual community and the community in, in name only, I guess. Okay, so you run a community up and down the country and, and in New York, so yeah. transatlantic community now, and you have tens of thousands of marketers mm-hmm. who are engaging with the community. What's what's your biggest tip if a brand or company was thinking about, or even individuals, so like if somebody wanted to create community, mm-hmm. how should they think about fostering that? I think folks should probably look to take away job titles and companies, you know, at the first thing and, and sort of encourage folks to engage with you on a very basic human level, which is, hi, I'm Joe and I'm here, you know, I'm Richard. And I'm here, you know, and, and, and when people walk into these rooms, interact in, in the virtual spaces, it's not about I'm representing Six and Flow or I'm representing a marketing meetup. I'm just representing myself and I'm here to get better. I'm here to help and I'm here to learn. I think ultimately the biggest success that the marketing meetup has had is by not by curating the speakers we've had or putting the food and drink out like we have, it's by creating that atmosphere. It's by creating that place where people can come, feel valued, feel part of something, feel like their voice is heard, feel like they're on an equal plane to anybody else there, but then, you know, ultimately be there for themselves as a human being rather than looking to hit their next sale target as a result of coming to the marketing meetup. So I think a community has to be uh, selfless. And I think in, in that sort of sense, the best thing that you can possibly look to do is look to create that atmosphere of selflessness and giving really, which is easier said than done. But I think once you do, then that's when the magic starts. See, I always found that the best way to drive a sense of community at the events that we had was to get everybody as loaded as we could on beer. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, there's that as well. I mean, maybe magic sauce. (laughs) Okay, and what about just to start kind of wrapping this up is give me give me some tech tool suggestions that if somebody's if somebody wants to start building a community, how should they start to feel about it? I think you had a little bit of a gripe with Meetup a while back. (laughs) (laughs) Meetup is amazing. Meetup's an amazing platform. um, If you purely want to do something as a hobby. So the great advantage of Meetup is that anybody that goes on Meetup is probably in discovery mode. They're looking for an event to attend. They're looking to be part of something. The the strong, strong disadvantage is that you don't get any of the data. You get first names and last names. And and for most people, that, that's absolutely fine. But if you're looking to build a business around it or or any sort of, you know, help people in other other ways other than a Meetup event, then you can't really do it. So I would say that Meetup is absolutely phenomenal if you're just looking to create a few events, if you're just looking to bring people together, absolutely go for it. Um, Next, Eventbrite, I think, is becoming better at event discovery. Their SEO is really, really strong. So if people are searching for events in Google, they're quite likely to find you um, if, if you've optimized your page correctly. And the advantage there is that you do get the data as well. So you can then feed that into your CRM or you can feed it into your email service provider. You know, I I just use MailChimp and, you know, obviously with the right permissions, that is, don't just start logging people's data into different systems and all that sort of stuff. But so, and so that brings me on to the next one, which is MailChimp. So we've been using MailChimp to create a sense of uh, momentum between events. So we have our weekly newsletter and just recently we started a what's on this week newsletter that isn't necessarily for community but it does give people the opportunity to know when stuff is going to be happening the final thing is that we've been using facebook groups and so our facebook group has over a thousand people in it i think now and to go to that point about enabling people to be able to communicate between events that's just been really powerful and i'm yet to see another platform that is as accessible but also provides that sort of sense of community better than facebook right now I know that Slack, once it gets going, is amazing, but I feel like with Slack, we've still got that technological sort of barrier that if people aren't using it, they're not going to use it for a... a feel like LinkedIn at some point needs to get to the point where the groups are more kind of usable and engaging and they're just, the community's there. They're just, every one of those groups I've been in just rubbish or turn really spammy. And it's like, you're right. The only thing I use Facebook for now is the HubSpot partner group mm. because they, they won't move it on to anything else. Right. And that's, and I, other than that, I'd probably can Facebook. Yeah. And it's like, it, and it's a great community and like it's very easy to communicate and I normally respond on my mobile and all that kind of stuff. And it, it's great. Um, the thing that's happened since coronavirus actually, which has been really, really interesting, is that we've started this thing called Conversation Club, which in effect was to try and uh, replace in-person networking um you know give people the opportunity to meet new folks we run it twice a week at the moment um one in the morning one at lunchtime and it's just a zoom call and it's sort of that people can just join they get sent out into groups of five people using the breakout feature in zoom and then they can have a 15 minute conversation they're brought back and then sent out into another group of five and like that's been really really interesting so i thought virtual networking would be crap but it's actually been really good. It's been really, really good. So that's something that we're going to carry on with, which will be 
outside of the physical events um, after after this. We should we should definitely put the link to that in the show notes. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. They'll be there. Right. I think that's probably us for this episode. Sweet. Yeah, absolutely. As with every episode, we're going to beg you for a five-star review. So please, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. It'll massively help. And any feedback you've got for us, or if you want us to talk about anything in particular, then you can reach out to me. My Twitter is Rich T Wood. So just tweet me and I'll, I'll come back to you. You can share some ideas. And Joe? I'm Joseph E. Glover. Thanks. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys. You've been listening to the Humans Come First podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.